Hello and welcome to Vet Art Span. I'm Fred Johnson, your passport guide on this exciting and important creative journey. Vet Art Span is a project which is a part of Creative Forces, an initiative of the National Endowment for the Arts, in partnership with the U.S. Department of Defense and Veteran Affairs and state and local arts agencies. This is your Vet Art Span podcast. We're honored that you've joined us. Welcome. Hello and welcome to Vet Art Span. It's so great to be with you all uh, again as we continue our podcast series, really kind of circling around the community of veterans and this wonderful conversation about art as a uh, a healing modality, art as a way to to bring communities together, to bring our veteran families together, to empower ourselves to recognize that art is so, so important in our lives. And I'm really, really excited to be talking to these next folks who I've come to know um, much better over the last few months after a year, as everyone knows that we've been involved with our demonstration projects. And of course, Vet Art Span is our Florida demonstration project. So I'm, I'm really, really happy to have with us today um, Noah White and Anna Pasquale from the Jacksonville Onslow Council for the Arts, and they are the creative forces driving force for Jacksonville, North Carolina. <laughs> welcome, welcome, Noah and Anna, to the program. Thank you very much. We're happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Uh, Noah, why don't you start us out? Just tell us about your council and and uh, again, kind of a reiteration of creative forces and, and how you guys are serving the veteran community there uh, in Jacksonville. I'd be happy to do that. As um, Fred explained, my name is Noah White. I'm the executive director for the Jacksonville Onslow Council for the Arts. Um, I've been here three years now. Um, I, I, I love my council quite a bit. It, it, it really performs a service for our community um, and many services for our community, which are imperative for a community to experience the arts in a way that that people can express themselves in a safe place without censorship and things of that nature. So I, I, um, I will tell you that the council um, serves the community in many different ways. I work with the school system here in um, Onslow County. We do. Uh, we bring in artists from outside the community, uh, be it ballet, opera, theater, things of that nature. So the children here get exposed to that because we are somewhat of a rural community to some degree. So you know, getting exposure of that kind, uh, the only way they'd be able to do that is travel like two hours away to go to Raleigh or something of that nature. So, so we get that brought in. Um, we do art shows with the local schools, as far as the high school and the middle school go. We bring those in. We've opened it up to homeschool situations as well, private schools as well. We want to make sure that everybody in our community is represented, especially the young people in our community, because that is the future of our council. So my job is to make sure that we stay engaged with everyone and, and that everyone feels like this is a second home for them. I also work with the city on several different projects that, that has been very beneficial for us. We've started a mascot program here to help us as far as bringing in funds to keep us sustainable and to keep us working in our community in, in the most effective way possible. Because as everyone knows, when you're a nonprofit, money is always an issue. It's just the nature of the beast. The key is to not, to not panic and to always have a, a, a plan A, plan B, all the way through Z if you have to. 
So we, we do a lot around here. Um, we, we do a lot of specialty shows. We do competitive shows for our artists in the area as well. We do our African-American Heritage Month in, in February, which is always a wonderful event for us as um, far as being able to, to get people exposed to the different types of art that there are. Um, we, I, I plan out shows all throughout the year, trying to give people a little bit of a challenge because that's part of my job too. It's not necessarily just bring me what you made here. Let's see if we can get you to rise above and learn something new as well. So it's got an educational aspect and then, you know, creative forces, which is near and dear to my heart. When I started, when we, when I first started here, that was a very new program and we were bringing in about three people a week for our open art sessions. At that time, I had two artists in residence. They were amazing artists, and, and we, we kind of went from there. So what I had to do with that program was to figure out why I wasn't getting enough participants. So I opened it up to, I started talking to my members and things like that, and that's really the key to any good program, talk to the people that that's your market. So you know what, what they want, what you can give them, and how you can best serve them. So I, I do a lot of talking, as does Anna. Anna's the artist in resident, so the Creative Forces team, and she's amazing. Hey. One of the best decisions <laughs> I made. Yes, there's Anna. Um, one of the best decisions I made was to make sure that I had somebody in there. We were able to work together and figure out what the plan would be for how we would attack this over a long period of time. Because we don't want this to be a one and done type situation. We want it to be something that's ongoing for our community because we're right here with Camp Lejeune. So it's, it's amazing to see all of the people that have, have, have embraced us and embraced Anna because she's amazing at what she does. And um, I'll pat myself on the back, good job hiring Anna. So <laughs> it's, it's just, it, it, it's, it's amazing what you can do with your arts council. It's amazing what we can do to just reach out to the people. Anna told me earlier that I had a sound bite that I needed to share with everyone. And truthfully, Anna, I don't even remember what I said, but you, you, you're welcome to, to quote me when you get up there, if you would like. Oh, well, well when we were talking with uh, Hannah, our connection with the National Endowment for the Arts, you said something about, we are simply not here to entertain. We are here to engage um, our community with, through arts and culture. And I felt that that was pretty profound and in just a few words made a big impact. And I look forward to seeing how we can translate that into some things for the Arts Council. Yay, which is another facet of what Noah and I do together. I volunteer on the council side of the house as well as facilitate Creative Forces open studio sessions. So yeah, that was really good. We're not just here to entertain our community. We are here to engage with our community. I like that a lot. I think that um, that really encapsulates. I mean, thank you, Noah, for giving a broad overview of what your council does. Because one of the conversations that we are having that helps both our civilian community and our veteran community to understand the commitment that Creative Forces has and that this wonderful collaboration between the Department of Defense and the National Endowment for the Arts and Americans for the Arts in a conversation about how art organizations like yours, how arts organizations like uh, the Strass Center for the Performing Arts in Tampa, Florida, how uh, the how the um, arts initiatives from at the University of Florida, how 
arts and cultural organizations around the country can really, really serve as a point of destination for our veteran community when they have engaged with and been served by the VA hospitals, and then they come out into the community fully, how we can really, really support. So we have had these two conversations about art therapy, formal art therapy, and then those of us who are in the art and cultural community, how we can create therapeutic, welcoming, safe environments for our veterans, their families, and caregivers to continue to be served through the arts to really grow, you know, for support of their family. Some of them grow into their own unique artistry um, in terms of who they are. So a council like yours that does so much for their community and to hear your commitment of it's, we're not we're not just handing out tickets and we don't just we're not just a place where you come and watch some shows, but where you really engage that we're really partners in the community. One of the things that has been a real inspiration for those of us who have had the opportunity to be on calls with the two of you in terms of the work that you do and how you really amplify asking and providing a lot of options, especially largely in terms of visual art for your veterans and their family members. Will you talk talk to us about the, the various ways that you engage your your veteran community through the visual arts? I, I would say one of the one of the key factors of what we're doing right now, Fred, is the fact that we are fortunate that we have Danielle Braxton, which is the art therapist from, from Camp Lejeune. So one of the one of the positives to that situation is that you know Danielle comes in and she shares she she shares her personal time with us during these sessions as well. She she makes herself available. She volunteers. She she comes and she's a part of it. So what the main thing that Danielle has been doing for us is is referring. So she will interact with people on base and what happens is they get they get their you know they get their art therapy while they're while they're still in and so on and so forth and then once that's over with you know a lot of them they're okay you're done now go on out into the world and, and do what you need to do so what what our program actually does for them is give an extension of that we're not clinicians but we can still offer them that that sense of place and that sense of safety that where they can be with people that are of like mind and, and they understand, they can understand one another a bit. And I feel that that's very important that we keep that, that dialogue going for, for these participants that we have, because they're amazing people and I love them dearly. They've become like family to, to Anna and I, and, um, and, and everything we do is driven by what, what they need. And we listen to them, and that's one of the most important things you can do when you're running any kind of a nonprofit or any kind of specialty program or anything like that. Listen to the people that 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 you're targeting to help, because you know a lot of us have good intentions on what we're going to do, but we're coming from a point of view that necessarily we don't we don't walk around in their shoes. That's not part of my world, so I have to learn from them so I can help them. And that's one of the that's one of the key factors. And and then when they go into the sessions and so forth, and Anna will be able to elaborate on this, and I'm going to segue over to her now. She <laughs> takes that and she runs with it as well. And her, she and I communicate on a level that it's like daily. I mean, absolutely daily about well, what do we do to make this better for them? What do we do to engage them with this? 
And these are all important factors of being successful with a program like this, because if you're not listening and you're not like trying to come up with the next best thing, it's going to sneak up on you really quick. So you've got to be able to adapt. You've got to be able to bounce back from any kind of offset that may jump at you or whatever, <laughs> and just try to stay as positive as you can, which yep. Anna and I laugh a lot if you can't tell. So we, we try to find humor in the situation and, and still do good for everything. What have been a couple of success stories or, you know, this this wisdom to listen to the folks that you serve? What have been some great outcomes that you have experienced? From my point of view, it was about figuring out how to get people here and how to get that to work for us. And when I saw that we were only bringing in three people a, a, a week or two or three people a week that first year, I was like, I, I've got to figure out what's wrong here. What about this is not bringing people in that we needed. So we re, we reassessed the structure of how it was working um, because it, it was basically two separate sessions because I had two separate artists and residents at the time. And they were amazing people, but they both ended up, you know, getting out or, or moving away or whatever the scenario was. So then I had the opportunity to reevaluate and go, okay, what do I want to see happen here? I was like, I want it to be structured. I want it to be, have for the same point of view to be coming across all the way through. So we're, we've got this camaraderie and we've got, we've got this like-mindedness that, that helps us to build what we need to build. Opening it up to one of the successes was opening it up to not just the veterans and the active duty, but to their families and the children as well. That was the biggest success story for us out of what I I've had to do. So I think about the time I opened it up, I mean, we even, we allow service animals, we, people will even bring their pets. I don't care as long as they're coming here and they're getting what they need out of it. We are happy to accommodate them. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my big success stories as far as that went. So, and I'm sure Anna has several of her own because she's just amazing. With these guys um, well, I'm going to go back to what you were talking about, about that clinic clinical to community connection. That has been hugely beneficial and largely because of uh, Danielle bringing in not only herself, but she will invite the other art therapists that are there, uh, either from the Substance Abuse Recovery Program, SARP, or from the mental health clinic. She will very much let them know that this is a resource. We are here. They are all about therapy. We are about therapeutic. Um, And it is a very fine line and one that I try to be very mindful of. Um, But art is a beautiful modality for healing. And I love the way that you articulate that, Fred. So, you know, you feel good when you make it, right? You feel good when you make art. That is a universal thing. Now, you know, we do talk about frustration is a part of the art making process. We talk about that in our group and how to develop that creative practice and, and not be stuck when we're frustrated. How do we adapt? How do we keep moving? How do we, and we do very much talk about something that, um, and Noah's going to laugh at me a little bit here. I'm married to a combat veteran Marine, uh, by the way. Um, so that's a little bit of a window into myself and how I am connected to this community. But we talk about something called being Simper Gumby. You know, you have Simperfy, always faithful. All and right. then you have Simper Gumby, always flexible. It's, it's very much a thing <laughs> among service members and their families. Right. And that is very much part of our ethos here is adaptability, learning, and mistakes are simply a 
part of that process? What do we learn from it? And Fred, as you have said in some of our other conversations, how do we live forward? Um, am I saying that correctly? How do we live forward? How do we take that knowledge and how do we continue to make this better, more accessible? So that clinic to community connection has been wonderful. We have really hit our stride with that, I feel like. And we're always, and even though I say hit our stride, we're always looking for ways to improve, make better, um, make the reach broader and make it more inviting and really, and that comes from a lot of those lessons come from listening to our people. And they're not gonna to talk to you unless if they feel very comfortable. So that is rule number one. You gotta make sure that they know they are accepted exactly as they are. And if that means that they come in and they tell you about some pretty horrific details of their service time, okay. You gotta be, you gotta be steady. Yes. You got to be really steady, really even keel with that. That is, I work very hard to maintain that in the physical sessions. And now I'm working very hard to do that in our virtual space through our um, virtual open studio Facebook group. Keep it even keel, keep it light. Humor is very much a part of what we do, dark humor especially. I kind of like that. I'm okay with that. Danielle um, uses that to great effect as well. That's simply who we are. And Noah gets in there and he rolls right with it. <laughs> we all have fun. Another thing that we have learned from this is, you know, there is a big conversation within the artist community about process over product or which matters more or which came first or, you know, there are any number of conversations about that. And in this group, I have learned, well, one, that binaries are just, just lose binary thinking. It doesn't have to be either or, it can be both and. And that's very much something here. There are days when um, our group is very much going to be all about exploration, taking risks, diving into that frustration and managing it. And then there are other days when they're all going to need, they're going to need something satisfying that's you know, I can do this now with these supplies and come out with a product. It's both. That is different for everybody. They're all needing that at different times. So what we do here is we build a framework and that's our structure. We have a framework. It is there. It is solid. But our people also know that if we need to make a change, if they need us to make a change, we will. And if we cannot for any reason, we come back to them and we talk with them about it and let them know why. We are continually very honest and open about every step of the process, what we're doing, why we're doing that. They are very much a part of how we're building this. Very much. And I feel like that if that wasn't something that was happening, we wouldn't be here. This would have fizzled out and gone away, but because they feel invested and because they feel seen and heard, and I may not completely understand everything, and I don't, um, I'm not so arrogant as to think that I would. I never, I simply listen. Noah simply listens. We understand that our lived per perspectives are very different, and we're non judgmental. That's another big thing because when they move in civilian circles, and forgive me for rambling, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm very passionate about this subject and I can go all day. <laughs> no, this um, is not a ramble at all. This is very important, very important. But when this particular community, our active duty, our um, reservist, 
our veterans, our caregivers, partners, however they are connected to this military community at large, they all come from these very different and diverse backgrounds. There are layers to this identity of being in the military community. We honor that. We make space for that. We don't judge that. That is another reason that this has continued to work. And we actually hear it verbatim in our people's testimonials that they freely offer is that they like that it's not like a classroom. And, but really they like that it's non-judgmental. Hmm. I've actually had individuals reach out to me specifically and say, thank you for not being judgmental about this. Um, because largely when they move in civilian circles, Civilian circles aren't ready for the reality of some of this. Sometimes, not always, Mm -hmm. but sometimes. They are also not ready for the reality that there is no one single military experience. So, and we try, I don't always get it right, but we try to make space for all of that, to honor all of that, and to allow for them to, not allow, we invite them to express whatever they need to express. If it's joyful, let's do that. If it's a hard day, let's do that. You just simply have to hold space for all of it and for all people. Mm -hmm. We work with whoever walks in the doors or in the virtual space, whoever clicks, join the group. We try to work with everybody. So, um, Sorry for the ramble. No, I, <laughs> wonderful. I, think, I think I just to add one, two little things to that, something that you said earlier, Anna, when you were talking about, you know, you know, sometimes art is frustrating. And I, I think what you do is you, what, which, what I've seen you do, and it's what I would do as well, is you tell them to use that frustration in their art. It's all about what you feel putting into whatever you're creating. Sometimes that that's the therapeutic aspect of it. So I, I think that that's one of the things that we do as well. I thought of another key thing that was a turning point for us, Fred, and I, and I apologize for jumping in here and, and rambling as well, but one of the turning points for us was originally when this program started with us, it was, I have a space in my gallery that is a rental. So on Wednesday nights, it would get set up for creative forces and then everything got torn down afterwards. So I noticed that Nobody was feeling, I, I could feel the uncomfortable situation or the, the feelings of un- being uncomfortable in that space. So what I did was I went in there and I basically renovated the whole space and turned it into a home of creative forces. So all of their belongings are in there, their supplies are in there, they've got their favorite place they like to sit. It's giving them that ownership of the program as well that gets them to give you a bit more information on what they would when they see that you're trying to, to, to give them what they need, they tend to open up to you. And, and I think that's amazing. And, and I appreciate it because I can't help unless I know what you need. So yes. that's really what I think has been some of our, our high points as far as the changes that made us get to the point where we are now. And acknowledging that they are all our greatest ambassadors. Correct. Noah and I can talk until we're blue in the face. And sometimes we do. It's just the nature of what we do, (laughs) but they are our greatest advocates and our greatest ambassadors. I have several very regular members who would not have walked in the door if my husband, a veteran, hadn't reached out and said, hey, there's this thing that you can go to. And yes, you can take your entire family. And I know these people. 
they're good people. They're trying to do something good. They're not trying to take advantage of you or use you to be a poster child. Marketing is also something that we've learned a lot about. And we've learned that our community pays a lot of attention to that. To how we talk about this, how we frame this program, how we share it to others, how we share it in the civilian world, how we share it in the military communities. They're very savvy with that. um, And they're very quick to let us know that something makes them uncomfortable. And I welcome that. Even if I get something wrong, that's okay. Talk to me. I can't change this unless if you talk to me. And even if Noah and I have the best intentions, sometimes you know, because our lived experiences are so different, we're not going to see that the way you do. So keep talking to me. So we've learned a ton. Um, And we're still learning. We're still learning. I will never call this a perfect anything. I kind of don't like the word perfection. I have a tendency to be extremely hyper-focused on perfection, which is why I actively have to work to avoid it a little bit in my art. Uh, I find I delve into that a lot in my creative practice, which is what we try to invite our people into is a creative practice. And I'm really honing in on that lately because we are not in that physical studio session every week. So they are um, just by rote forced to do these things at home. And one thing that I have noticed about about this is since since the families are coming and they're all interacting, it's become a, a family experience for them. So what I have seen is through, you know, the posts that are made through our, our Facebook and things like that, what you see is families creating art at home outside of the R4 walls, which that right there is just amazing in and of itself. That's what we want. We want people to to take that experience. And it becomes family night for them too. So it's something they can all do together. And that we're very proud when when we see that happen. It's just amazing. It really is amazing because I feel like, you know, it's one of those things that just goes, yep, that's what you needed to happen. And and it's a positive experience for everybody. So we we just love it. Love seeing it. Oh, that's great. What a fantastic primer to just kind of overall understand your, the way that you've learned into your experience to really enrich the creative forces experience for the military community there in North Carolina. Um, We, so many of us, you know, there are 11 and I think ever expanding, but 11 creative forces, community initiatives. um, And we've, we've been fortunate to have a number of occasions where your sharing has really inspired many of us to, to more deeply understand and really celebrate your success. So I really thank you so much for, for, for sharing your your methodology and your and your compassion, uh, we look forward to having the opportunity to feature other creative forces teams around the country, and certainly we can say that those of us in Florida have uh, have taken some of your notes and and have made them a, a part of of our workings and what we do. And uh, that's what Vet Art Span is all about: is to really be a a point of destination where our veteran community can hear these conversations and be inspired by them and hopefully move towards including art more. And I love that you were able to finish with us by saying, and now their families are are doing it together and that's what it's really all about. So 
Noah, thank you so much. Anna, thank you so very, very much. Um, again, we acknowledge the Department of Defense and the National Endowment for the Arts and Americans for the Arts uh, for the vision to move this forward. And we all continue to be committed to do all that we can for our veteran community, their families and caregivers, and and also committed to helping our broader community to more deeply understand the nuances of military life so that our civilian community can find entrees into uh, being more greatly supportive of our, our veteran community. So thank you guys so much for taking the time out. This is Vet Arts Fan. I'm Fred Johnson. Thank you for sharing one of your most valuable commodities, your time. And until next time, take care.